Thank you for joining us today. Head over to Apple Podcasts and please leave us a five-star review. Also, leave your name and your location, and we'd love to give you a shout-out on our next show. But today's episode, we have Emily. We found her on TikTok. Her username is Liker of Words. She is magic, and she teaches others how to recognize and grow their own spiritual magic. We hope you enjoy this interview, but we want you to head over to her TikTok and follow her. We do want to remind you and all of our listeners that next week on April 5th at 1 o'clock, we have a local celebrity, Suzanne Jockis, on our show. Suzanne Jockis is a professional, intuitive, consultant, psychic, radio personality, author, speaker, and she's a regular on our show. This is your opportunity to call in through Zoom and ask her one or two specific questions. The more specific your question is, the more specific your answer will be. To be added to our Zoom call, you need to email me at salonsluice at yahoo.com. We hope you enjoy today's interview and discover your own magic. So we have Emily Dexter with us today, and we've been cyber stalking her on TikTok. <laughs> she is a professional psychic, a best-selling author, spiritual coach, and the CEO of Forgotten Storytellers. Emily Davis began accessing her spiritual gifts as a child, and over the years, all the fear and yuck of the modern day life got in the way of that magic. And after leaving an, an abusive relationship, she set out on the quest to recapture her spirit. Now, Emily specializes in helping people discover their purpose in life through unblocking their intuitive gifts, Leslie, and channeling abilities and learning to use them without fear. It is her mission to make magic part of everyday nor ordinary life. She also runs writing retreats for those who want to create channeled novels that activate their readers but do not know where to start. Emily and her family, including her many fur fur furry, oh my gosh, furry muses, adventure from Lake Tahoe, California, where she also co-hosts her metaphysics comedy podcast, Perceptions Anonymous. And you can find her on www.damselnomore.com or Instagram, Instagram.com, liker of words. But we have also been stalking you on TikTok, which I think is also liker of words, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's my handle on everything. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all the places. Okay. So you have had a, a really interesting um, kind of travel to this point. I want to hear a little bit. We have a lot of women listeners too. And, you know, we talk about a lot of abusive relationships mm -hmm. and I didn't know that part of your, your background. Yeah. How did that make you who you are today? And, and how did that, um, especially dampen your spirit and who you were, and then you are now obviously blooming and shining again. Awesome. Well, that's a fantastic question. Um, so it has kind of a long answer and I'll try to keep it relatively, you know, short and sweet for the listeners. We do have but, an hour. So yeah, we'll also just <laughs> thank you very much for that marvelous introduction. I genuinely appreciate it. Oh, you're um, so welcome. Yeah. So, uh, some background when I was very young, I had my psychic abilities very open and flowing. It was very natural for me. I didn't realize that anyone else didn't see the world that way. I thought it was just super normal to like hear information about the adults in your life from sources that were not them in the back of your head or, you know, see your spirit guides in the corner of your room when you were a kid or, you know, talk to spirits and all sorts of crazy stuff. And I thought that was just like life because I was a little yeah. kid. So how would I know any different? And I remember being like seven or eight years old and going to my mom and being like, hey, so uh, these things kind of happened to me. And of course I was seven. So I explained it horribly. Yes. Um, and she was kind of like, okay, like, 
go play. Um, <laughs> what do you really say to that? Which fair enough. And it was a different time when this wasn't as open and there wasn't a lot of resources or, you know, internet that you could even go look at. Um, so that started to make me question like, whoa, is this not normal? Am I not normal? And then as I progressed kind of into my like middle school and high school, I started to really suppress all of this stuff because I realized one, other people didn't get it. And I was already an awkward artistic, like I was, I'm 5'10 and I was, have been this height since the fifth grade. So like, I could I tell you like, were tall. I could yeah. tell you were a tall girl. No, you're a tall so, person. so I'm like 5'11 and three quarters at my, yeah. my highest. So exactly, I, I felt yeah. like you were a tall girl. I am. I'm very tall. And um, so I, I was already just like awkward in that space too. So I was suppressing a lot of myself um, in order to fit in and do all those things. And that included my psychic gifts, which did basically two things. The first of which is it made me doubt my intuition completely because I was suppressing all of my intuition, even the like classic gut feeling, all of that things <sighs> in favor of other people. And then it also made all psychic things very scary because now I didn't understand them. I didn't have tools to understand them. And it was now something that was not normal and therefore scary. And your mom didn't have this ability. No, I mean, not really. If it, if it's there and she's a wonderful human, both my parents are yeah. fantastic. They just aren't as in tune. My dad's a little bit more in tune than I think okay. my mom is in a lot of capacities. Um, but it's not something that you really knew how to deal with or help with in a lot of ways. And even when I was like a senior in high school, my mom would sleep in bed with me most nights because I was so scared of Aww. stuff coming through in my dreams and, you know, my ghosts popping into my bedroom and all these things that she wasn't afraid of. She was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I know, just sleep with me. <laughs> it's fine. Um, <clears throat> The problem that those two things kind of caused in my life is I was constantly seeking external validation from other people to validate my experience as a person kind of at the core of it, because I felt so misunderstood by everyone and everything. Um, and the things that I was going through, I just wanted people to accept me for without me having to actually tell them about it because yeah. I didn't want them to know. I just wanted them to care. Um, and that made me a prime target for a fantastic narcissistic sociopath of a human. Um, and so I started dating him, uh, right at the beginning of my senior year of high school. Um, right after I graduated high school, I ended up having my first child with him. And, um, then we got married and I had my second child and it was, I mean, looking back on it, I'm like, Oh, it was horrible from the start at the time. Yeah. That's when stuff really started to go downhill is once we got married. Um, and it was horribly abusive and all those sort of things. And of course, in that space, there was no room for any psychic, anything, because if you're in fight or flight, magic doesn't exist. Energy stuff doesn't exist. You just are trying to survive till tomorrow. Um, which of course I was in. And so then when I finally got out of that, um, the way that it really shaped me in a lot of ways is I realized I had kind of run out of things to be scared of. Like I'd spent, Ooh, good one. <laughs> I'd spent so good much time one. afraid that I was just kind of like done. And of yeah. course I'm like, cool. Yay. Psychic stuff. Come back then I'm ready. And then it didn't. Um, yeah. and I was like, I don't understand. Is it, it led to a lot of like worth things associated with me. I'm like, I used to be able to do this. Did he take this too? And that's what really kickstarted my journey into no, there has to be a way to unblock these things. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I did. And so how did you, how did you reach inside and say, this actually is okay because this is me. How did you decide that your gifts were worth rekindling and not just saying, Hey, you know what? That doesn't serve me because the rest of the world doesn't really believe in that. Well, the truth of it was, is that if I had had this experience from the time I was a really little kid, there obviously is some reason. 
The other part of it is like, I had that kind of intuitive pull, that intuitive knowing that a lot of the world is truly kind of waking up. And this is something that is coming to the forefront. And it was something that before my abusive relationship, not people didn't talk about in the MySpace days, you know, that wasn't a thing. And now we're moving into, well, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Like there's things that is more accessible um, where other people are doing this. And these things that I felt drawn to my entire life, people are talking about now. And so it was also part of my mission to radically accept myself because he hated everything about me and wanted to change everything about me. So it was also a way of, he actually hated everything about himself, but that's the side point. That's a, for another day. Right. (laughs) Right. But in the perspective of of the time, I'm like, okay, so he hated everything about me. So as a middle finger to him, I'm reclaiming all of it. It's all mine. Oh, good for you. Um, you. And so that's kind of where that came from too. Okay, good, Mm -hmm. good, good, good. Well, you, um, I'm going to let Leslie talk too, because she's been binging you. Oh, I'm just listening. Uh, I love all this. (laughs) uh, But you talk so much about how ordinary people can unlock their gifts. And um, I, we've been doing this podcast for now one year and I, I thank you. And I have always known Leslie has some gifts in this department and I have had glimmers of hope. I have tried some of your things and I do not feel like I really connect. But with that said, my dear friend, Leslie did last week in, in preparation for your, for you coming on, she did this thing. So she has to tell you that story. And then you have to tell me why it doesn't work for me or do I not have faith or kind of what, how am I blocked? What do I need to do? (laughs) You got it. Well, I think part of my problem is uh, like, I try to, I want to figure it all out. I want to have, like, I want to understand it all to make, make sense. Right. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you, I probably was born with some of these things. And I, as a child, I knew things that I, I mean, when I would talk to my dad, he would say, oh my gosh, you did this and this and this. I don't remember those times. And I have no idea when and how it shut down because even in high school, like we would dabble with like the Ouija board and we did all kinds, we hung out in cemeteries. We were those weird kids, you know, and luckily Mm -hmm. I found friends that in school, we didn't communicate in school, but outside of school, like we came from totally different friend groups, but somehow on the weekends we connected and we could all be these weirdos together, but then it never really came back. And then every time, like I would try to go back to the material world and make that important for some reason this other world always comes back right it just keeps Mm -hmm. coming back but i was listening to one of your tiktoks and it said um you said you have to be specific with your angels or your guides Mm -hmm. and tell them exactly like what sign that you want right like and make it very specific and i was like okay i can do this and so i think i was actually right where i'm sitting right now and i um said um okay I said, okay, if I'm on the right path and I am like going the right direction, give me the sign. <laughs> I like numbers. I'm, I'm terrible with numbers, but I like numbers. So I said, give me the 317 sequence in a row. Like, because my name is 317537 upside down. It spells Leslie. Oh, so whenever cute. I see those like sequence in, in any sort of, I'm like, oh, that's a good sign. Right. So I'm like, okay, give me that sign. If I'm like on the right path. And then, um, I can't even remember exactly, but it was like within minutes I go up and then I was thinking, gosh, maybe that's too hard. Like three, one, seven, really that's, 
Um, and then I also said, like, if you're with me, like, if you're just with me, let me know by showing me eights, because I love eight. Um, and so I, I wasn't even a few minutes later, I go upstairs and I get a phone call and it's from our area codes, 503-317. And I'm like, okay, what is what? So I, I answer it and it's a wrong number. She was some girls asking for Tony. And then I'm like, okay, that's really weird. Did that just happen? Like, is that a really weird coincidence or did that just happen? Like, and then, so my problem is always second guessing those things. Like that was really weird. And then part of me is like, okay, well now I put that in my thought that those are, that's my sequence. I might like, it's like when you see a yellow bug, you never mm-hmm. see one until you're like, oh, that's a cool color. And then you see them all the time. So how do you trust when you actually now bring it to your mind that that's what you want to see, that it is what you see or it's your guides, or is it just now that you're paying attention? So first of all, to validate that experience, totally yeah. your guides. Are you kidding me? That is the most guide driven story. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are the chances? Like I even kept that log. I like screenshotted it because like no one's going to believe that I <laughs> from a 317 Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, a, what did that? Like, and I'm like, okay, so I thought that was too hard. Apparently not. <laughs> oh no. Do that. Like, okay, th- I got that. Like, you know, and I see yeah. eights all the I time. I don't have an answer for that. Oh. Is there something else I can help Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. Um, I don't know what that happened. Anyway. That was your spirit guides. <laughs> something. Right. Yeah. So um, how do you trust? Sure how do you understand? Oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> How does like a normal person, like who's reaching out and wanting that, how do they know to trust that? So that is a great question. Um, There's a couple different things that I always kind of go with on this kind of answer. The first of which is, yes, there is confirmation bias. And I do understand that that is a thing. However, when you get a sign, it is a very different feeling from you seeing it all the time. Like, for example, your wrong number phone call, like what the heck that came out of nowhere. And I was right when I needed it. That was very important. The other side of that too, like, for example, my validation is rainbows. Like rainbows are things that people, you know, emojis, they send people all the time and that sort of thing. However, when I first selected those, I live in Tahoe. So it's like sunny or it's snowing. There's snow in between. So I'm like, I'm never going to see rainbows. And then my daughter came home from school today and she had colored rainbows all over a piece of paper and was like, look, it's rainbows. Look what I learned to draw. And I was like, okay, I get it. So there's a different layer that comes onto it. Do I I feel like it's a validation every single time I get a rainbow? I do. Okay. Because even if I'm calling it in, even if that I am like, like, this is what I want to see. And then I see those, why could that not be my guides validating me? Yeah. Okay. Now, even if I saw it constantly, that's still a validation from them coming like, Hey, we're constantly with you. The other thing that you can do though, with that is when you do see that validation, you're more than welcome to ask for further validation. Okay. Like there's no reason to be like, Oh, you sent me the numbers. Yay. Thanks. Bye. Like you can now like, what? Yeah. Oh, I got these numbers. Is there other things you need to tell me? Did I in fact actually see those? Will you validate this further for me? And sometimes it'll come as they send you the numbers again, or they send you the validation right then. Sometimes someone will walk by on a cell phone and be like, yeah, totally. Absolutely. And you'll be like, okay, thank you. I hear you there. Or it could even be that you're like sitting outside and a bird lands next to you. Like there's so many different things, but the thing is to check in with yourself and be like, does this feel like a validation? If it does, the answer is yes, because you are the authority on it. Well, it did. And then I said, guess it. Right. And then I was like, and then I thought, I thought that same thing. Maybe I should ask for more. And then I was like, that was probably really hard to make that happen. Like to get somebody to accidentally call the wrong number, because like typically in our area, that isn't like a normal three digit 
in the beginning of a phone number. That's not a normal, you know, we have like, I don't know, cell phones, 880s or, you know, whatever, like that just, I'm like, okay, so what, I don't need to ask for more. I get it. Thank you very much. Like, but that mm-hmm. was really um, a crazy moment. Like what other time, of, long time ago. You looked at the clock and seen it was 317 too. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I, I think right. she's right. I think if you're questioning it, you should ask for more validation, but well, you also should trust yourself. Well, additional to that, and I actually use doubt as one of the strongest validations you can get. Um, and here's why, because our human brain is designed, and I've read tons of books on this, designed to essentially keep us alive. Like the, at the core, our brain wants our body not to die. So if yesterday, even if we did nothing but cry and, you know, sit in our, under our blankets and, you know, hide from the world, we didn't die. So our brain would like us very much to do that same thing because that thing equals not death. So anytime we receive new information, whether that is an intuitive ping where you all of a sudden hear something from your spirit guides inside your head, or if you see a validation and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a new thing. Our brain is very, very logically going to slap it with doubt because it didn't come from within us. It didn't come from what they have deemed as safe, which is a way to validate yourself. Because if you get an intuitive ping and it immediately is slapped with doubt, that means it didn't come from inside your own brain. Because if it did, our brain would be like, we're so awesome. We thought of a thought. That makes sense. Exactly. Instead, it's like, oh, this came from something external. This is new and therefore scary. We're going to doubt it. Okay. Okay. Which makes me think of the past lives thing that I had where I like, <laughs> doubted it as immediately as it, as it happened. Like, I was like, did that really happen? Like, where did that even come from? Like, I feel like I just made that up. Like, okay, that, that makes sense. You mm-hmm. do doubt things. Yeah. Doubt, overwhelm, and confusion are our brain's main tools that they use to keep us stuck doing the same thing we did yesterday. So how do you think, um, well, I shouldn't interrupt Leslie if she had more things. No, it's all good. I'm listening. Okay. So <laughs> how did you... Um, come from such a broken place and get to such a healing place and know that your intuition was still intact when it potentially, you know, your intuition led you through that experience, right? It got you to an abusive relationship. So how did you get on the other side and go, you know what? I actually am going to trust my intuition or do you feel like you didn't maybe trust your intuition to get to that place? How, how did you kind of think about that kind of stuff? Uh, a couple of things with that. The first of which I knew I wasn't really necessarily t- trusting my intuition. I was trusting the validation that I really wanted to receive from others. So he was validating me. So I was like, yes, this is what I actually want. This is what I feel like I need to be valued. So I'm going to follow that. So I stopped following those things, which is essentially stopped following life from a place of fear. Gotcha. kind of at the core of it. I stopped diving into to those things, but that required a lot of work um, on, on my end. However, the big change for me, I think came because I did, I did everything, like everything you could possibly imagine a person could do for healing. I did therapy. I am certified in Reiki and Theta healing and all these other things. I've read so many, so many books and none of it was really working a hundred percent until I really was like, well, part of it's because a lot of these things even, and they don't do it intentionally. It's not on purpose, but a lot of the narrative around healing is it's going to be really hard, but it'll be worth it. And then it's going to be challenging and it'll, but it'll be worth it. And for me, I'm like, I did the challenging already. So I am (laughs) resentful as hell against you coming in and telling me it's going to be hard to get better. Like, I don't want to do it. So that's what keeps happening in my energy. And so then 
basically using a whole bunch of those things and then my, through my own channeling and just getting more guidance around it, I was like, what if we made it easy to heal and release these beliefs? What if we made it easy to do these things? And the more I released it, the more I was shown, the more I was guided towards things and the more trust I established in and of myself. And the more you're presented with like, hey, you made through that, but one, you lived. Yeah. Two, you're here and you're doing new things. So obviously you've done enough stuff right to get to this point. And isn't it kind of exciting that you're doing all these amazing things? Oh yeah. I mean, could you have imagined yourself being in this TikTok social media world? Like I know your face. I feel like I know you, but you have never seen me before. (laughs) I mean, no, it was not anything I ever like imagined for myself necessarily however it is something that now that I'm here I'm like of course I'm here this is exactly what feels right energetically this is where I totally my energy was all leading to this point which is where we all are in our lives in a lot of ways is like our energy is leading us to these points and now we get to decide what we go to next and feel the energy leading us to that and we always take with us the pieces of the energy we carried from them wow so you've done a lot Leslie you need to get just you need to get going yeah Leslie has done hypnosis. I, and I went through Reiki. I, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I have all the books. I've done everything you have done, except mm-hmm. I just haven't made like the time. I, my house is very busy. You have kids. So I'm, I'm like, I can't even use that as an excuse really. <laughs> I, I'm ADD. I have four kids. I have two dogs. I've got a, a husband. If you can count him as a, one of my children. And you have but, a full-time uh, job. And but it's hard to type, find the time to be quiet and to, I mean, I guess maybe you don't have to be quiet. I don't know. So that's the, that's the switch yeah. too, is people are like, oh, you need to meditate for like 20 minutes. I'm shit at meditating. Sorry, I don't know if you're supposed to cuss, okay. but I'm like, yes, so I cuss. Okay. I'm so bad at it. I always have been because I have a very active mind. And then that, yeah. that part of it was accepting that it's still meditating. Even if your mind is going all over the place while you're sitting there, it's okay. meditating when you're taking a shower, it's allowing yourself this space. It's opening your energetic space. Like as I'm going to the grocery store, I talk to my guides. As I come home, I talk to my guides. It was finding real concrete, simple tools that I could do day in and day out to remove limiting beliefs. When I had five minutes in between while I was washing the dishes and, you know, do these things that actually fit with my own life, which was the other kind of thing. And a lot of times people try to fit themselves into boxes that they don't fit in. Um, because and this, is, this is one of the reasons why I like you is because you're so relatable. Like, I feel like we'd be friends outside of this. Like you are, you are fast paced. You're moving at my speed. Like you're just moving and shaking. You're not. Hello. Now we well, are. And sometimes you, you meet people similar to you and they start yeah. talking in a different world. Like we can keep up for a while and then they start talking about stuff. And I feel like at least with you, you are maybe used to people like us where we, you know, our vocabulary and our limits to that. Other dimensions. And I'm like, I can hang on for a little while and then, okay, I'm gone. Like, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, Melissa, is that how we sound? <laughs> No, Emily sounds cool. Yeah, no, she like next time I'm going to Tahoe, I'm gonna be like, where's that girl? Yeah, I'm gonna cyber stalk her even more. (laughs) We'll go get coffee. Yeah. No, we can I'm totally down with that. We can go get coffee or whatever. More friends the merrier. And I Uh, remember like I don't know if it was your TikTok, I'm sure it was, but um cutting cords. That actually wasn't my TikTok. I haven't addressed that on TikTok yet. I do know how to do it and, and I've done it quite a bit. Um, know, like, so sometimes like when I have a friend recently that I reconnected with and she's like terminally ill, but not currently right now. She's just got a disease that's going to 
be the end of her. And um, I finally, like after two weeks, my stomach is no longer in knots and like worry for her. And I'm like, am I just worried about her? Or am I, do I actually have like a cord attached to her that I've created to like, I don't know, give her my energy. I have no idea, but I'm like, I just would feel sick to my stomach for quite a while after being with her. Like, yeah. That? Oh, sorry. That's my dog. Um. <laughs> I've got two in here too. My little familiar just popping up like, oh, um, well, first of all, energetically, what it feels like tuning into your energy just a bit. I hope you don't mind. Um, I try not to do anything without permission. So like I always okay. practice that. Um, it actually feels like what it is, is that her energetic experience, not only were you sensing what pain and stuff she was feeling just intuitively within your own energy, but it's also triggering a lot of deep held fears that you have around your own health. And oftentimes when we have those fears triggered, especially when it's about health issues, we get a physical response because it's related to our physical vessel. Yeah. I think you're probably right there. Mm -hmm. And the best way to, to kind of dive into those is to kind of list those out, like using I fear statements is what I usually call them. So like, I fear, is it, I fear dying or is it, I fear getting really sick or is it, I fear that my body's going to fail me. Like use those actual I fear statements to kind of like yeah. write down a fear list. Yeah. And then you can write the opposite or like what you, you know, the opposite of what it would be like to be without that fear, you know? Yeah. So like, I am confident in my physical vessel. I trust my body. Those sort of things, kind of the opposite. Yeah. And that's teaching your human brain, except basically what the opposite emotional reaction would be so that you can start down that path of releasing those. Okay. I, I also like, I just, I, I, it's so stupid, but like, I miss the life that she should have had for mm. her. I'm like, why am I even worrying about it for her? Like, like, I'm like, she, you know, in high school was this big, beautiful woman that everybody, every boy wanted to know. Right. Mm -hmm. so this person that like, nobody would recognize now. And I'm like, this is not like after reconnecting with her, this is not the world I thought she was going to have. And I'm, I feel bad for her that she, but she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Like, so I don't know why I feel that way towards her. I mean, I, I probably wait, I overthink way too much too. Like, yeah. I think everybody overthinks. It's like yeah. the human condition. Yeah. Um, especially now when we've like out comforted ourselves. So now we have yeah. all the comforts that we just get to overthink ourselves like constantly. Um, but I don't, I, part of it, it feels like it's your natural empathic abilities where you're picking up on things that she might be feeling and things that that sort of thing on the deeper level though, it feels like um, what it's triggering and sorry to get super personal right off the bat, but your guides are yelling at me. So I just have yeah. to say it or else they shut up um, <laughs> as most guides do. Um, you held her in such high esteem that she was going to go all these big places. And if she didn't get to go those big places, what does that mean for you? Right. And that's no, where totally. the, like, I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm almost 50. What the hell am I going to do the rest of my life? I'm like, mm -hmm. I've only got like 20 something years left. If that, like, mm -hmm. what do you do? And I, that yeah. probably is very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that's what it's kind of triggering in your own energy field. Okay. You being like, oh crap, I wish she would have had this life because then I would have perhaps maybe also had a different life. But if she's down in this, like, what am I going to do now? Because what happened for her, I didn't see coming. Yeah. Well, and I don't see that about Leslie's life. I see Leslie's life no. as she has these four amazing children. She's been an amazing mother who has like tailored her whole career about raising these kids. She's wanted nothing more than a huge family. She'd probably have three more kids if she could have, but her doctor said no. She has a husband that she adores. They do not put material things in front of all else. Like yeah, she I has... can make this pretty good, can't I? Look at she. No, that's not <laughs> fake. That that's not the fake part. The the fake part. It's like, is... let me tell you what the fake part is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Um, I actually don't think that Leslie is fake. If if anyone, if if I said to you, Leslie, you have a perfect life, you're going to tell me, oh God, no. You're going to show me 
the dirt in the corner, the shoes by the door that got drug in, you know, like you are to me authentically real. So I don't feel like I feel you've been very successful, but what the measure of success to you versus me may be different. Yeah. That, that would be where in your mind, in your personal self, you may be holding that success, something different, a different definition than what I see your definition. Yeah. Emily, am I right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. And also it's just limiting beliefs that we all feel like at the core of it, regardless of our life, you could be living in a, you know, $4 million home on the beach and, and having a professional chef make you food. And depending upon your limiting beliefs, you might be like, oh, I've made it. Or this is the worst thing ever. I should be serving, you know, African orphans somewhere. Like it, yeah. it, it literally depends on the things that we believe about ourselves. That is what actually dictates the way our life feels. Okay. So when your people come, you have people, clients that come to you or you meet them by Zoom. Always Zoom, yeah. When you first meet them, what are you kind of going over with them? Explain to us like how you work. Um, My biggest, the way that I work above everything else is I want you to uh, understand how much power you have in your own life. I want you to awaken to your own magic so that you can do your life. I never want anyone to ever be dependent on me because I, you are just as magical as I am. Um, we just have to clear stuff out to get there. And that's kind of how I operate all of my businesses of which I have more than one. Um, but when I'm doing reading specifically, um, I tend to focus on, okay, what do you want me? What do you have any specific questions? And then what I'm doing is I'm tuning into your higher self, your energy field and your spirit guides. And with that, I allow them to come through and point out limiting beliefs, energy blocks. I call it stuff that's gunking up your river, because if we think about our, (laughs) thank you. If we think about our magic as this flowing river within us, right? Our psychic abilities we're born and it might be in different states of being open and flowing. Sometimes we're born and it's dammed up. Sometimes we're born and it's wide open. And throughout our life though, we spend all of our effort throwing as much garbage into our rivers as possible. So anytime you have a traumatic event happen, in goes garbage, big traumatic events or small traumatic events. My business partner likes to refer to trauma as like when you were three years old and you lost that balloon and all of a sudden now you have abandonment issues that is trauma. <laughs> oh my so, gosh um but those throwing those in big dense emotional experiences those go in there any limiting beliefs that's all garbage you're just like have some beavers river here we go um so you damn yourself up really good so the whole goal is to let's clear those things out and then the magic starts flowing again so at all of the readings that i do i focus on what the client wants and then also what the guides show me as far as what i can do to pull and release those beliefs for them can you train people to release their garbage from the river yeah. themselves? Like, or is that what you do or do you do it for them? Like, how does that? So when I'm doing readings, I do it for you because okay. I, 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 there's a lot of training involved and all that sort of thing. So I do it for you. It takes 15 to 30 seconds per belief. Okay. Um, really quick, rapid pull. Because again, everything should be easy. It should be fun. It, nothing about life should be so overwhelming. You can't feel like you can do it in a simple bit of time, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, so I think releasing beliefs should be no different than that. Um, and so I, and when I'm doing readings, I do it for you. I do train people. I used to do it in a coaching program kind of setting. And then they became such a kind of demand for it. I'm actually releasing it in a video course. Okay. Um, within the next, I believe month and a half, two months after it all gets cooked and whatever it made correctly, <laughs> all the ways that it works. Um, but yeah, so I will be, be doing it, um, in that. And then also in my, um, my writing business where I help people to write aligned novels um, and channeled novels. Um, we do a section on that too. So in the forgotten storytellers is what it's called. 
So when these things come to you, cause I want to know what is damming up my river too. Um, mm-hmm. Do they just fire rapid fire at you too? Like, um, I don't have this. This does not happen to me. So it does. So the way that you open your psychic abilities is actually way simpler than you've been led to believe. So the first step is to figure out the way that you naturally perceive energetic information. So there's eight different ways that you can perceive energetic information. And most of the time people only consider one. Okay. So people are like, oh, you know, I see this or I, you know, I see this or I sense this, that sort of thing. And that comes off. It makes it feel like there's one way and one way only that you naturally sense energetic information. When in actuality, there's eight different ways. They basically go off the senses and I can go over them in a second if you'd like me to, but you figure out which ones you're most naturally inclined to. Um, then you start identifying where your limiting beliefs, your stuff, you're gunking up your river are. So you can start to pull and release those. And then you can focus on getting intuitive messages based off of the actual psychic sense that you're inclined to using. Can you look at Melissa and can you look at Melissa and and kind of tell, or do you wait for them to figure out what they are? Oh, I could totally tell. Yeah. So, um, there's a couple different blocks that are coming up really strongly for you kind of just right off the top. So for me, I have a lot of what's one of the eight things it's called claircognizance, which is the sense of just knowing. And it means out of nowhere, you just know something. Okay. And that is the one that oftentimes people completely discount because there's no energetic proof for your brain to latch onto. So it's not like I didn't get an image. I didn't get a sound. I just know it. And it takes a lot of practice for me to be like, yeah, I just know this thing and just say it. Um, And so that's clear cognizance. That's one of the eight senses. There's also clear seeing. So that's actually clairvoyance. It doesn't mean seeing the future. It means clear, clear seeing any energetic information. Like seeing, like you'll see an image of it. Either in front of your eyes or in your mind's eye. Okay. What was the first one? Clear knowing? Clear knowing. Yep. Okay, clear cognizance is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cognizance. Then there's clear audience. So that's when you hear energetic information, either with your physical ears or in your brain ear, your mind's ear. Okay. <laughs> um, then there's clairsentience. So that's clear physical feeling. So if you get physical reactions to energetic information, chills, pressures, heats, tightness in your chest to any type of energetic information. Um, then there is clear empathy. So that's clear emotional reaction. So emotional feeling to energetic information. Um, so like, for example, if a medium is like, sometimes mediums can just feel the feelings of the past level and they're tuning into that's clear empathy. Okay. Um, and then there's clear tangency, which is clear touch. So when you're touching something, you can get energetic information from it. Okay. Um, and that can go, you can still use any gifts. Like you can, sometimes it just means you have to hold a crystal while you tune into past lives. You know what I mean? It's just something right. that you're tuning into that through, through your hands. Um, and then there's clear gustance and clear salience. So that's clear taste and clear smell. And oh, wow. That's Which one's gustance? Is that gustance taste? is your taste. Yeah. Okay. And then smell, what was that called? Clear salience. Salience. Oh my gosh. This is fascinating. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So those are with the clair senses. It's just figuring out like, okay, well, I'm a really visual learner. So I probably can have some clairvoyance. Like I'm great doing guided meditation so I can see things really well in my mind's eye. That's going to be one of your stronger ones then. Or if you're great with audiobooks or music, or, you know, you're a great audio learner, then that's probably going to be one of the strongest senses because you're already naturally prone to that. Now, can you tell what we're good at? Or is that also something we just need to figure out? No, I can tell. Okay. Okay. Um, you have to say yours, Melissa. I know. I know. Um, say mine. Say mine. So, I think I, I think I just know things sometimes. I was going to say right off the top, you have claircognizance, but you've always okay. doubted it. So every time it comes up, you immediately are like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, 
Um, or you'll be like, oh, I do need to get off the, the highway and get gas. You're right. I just need to go do that. And you don't actually think of it as something that you were sent from somewhere, something external. You're just like, oh, great. I need to do this right now. And then all of a sudden you avoided a three car pile up and you're like, that's lucky. Um, <laughs> I do think that I do. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that, that comes up quite often for you. Okay. Um, also, also, that just happened when you guys pulled over and Eric had to take the picture. It did happen. <laughs> and the that was Eric. Accident. Yeah. So I know her husband has something, but I, that might've been you too though, Melissa. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is you do have, um, a lot of, you can feel things with your physical body. So that's the clairsentience. So you feel things absolutely you just often don't know how to interpret the the pings that you get especially because you'll often get heats um i call them heats instead of chills because you'll feel like your body gets really warm out of nowhere and oftentimes that means that you're picking up on something energetically like, i thought like, that was my hot flashes <laughs> well no they're different than hot flashes because okay. they only last for like a little bit of time while you're receiving it and all of a sudden it goes away out of nowhere and you're like oh that was funky and you move on about your day Oh, that's weird. Cause I just had one yesterday when I was with my daughter and I was like, that was weird. Cause I was going to take off my jacket. Um, when I got done paying for something, but then it was gone by the time it came. And I actually told her that I actually told her that. So that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. And what was um, that called? That was called physical feeling. That's your clairsentience. Yeah. Clairsentience. Okay. I'm going to have to, mm -hmm. you're going to have to monitor that a little bit more, Melissa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then also it feels like you are a very visual person. Um, it's just harder for you when you do visualize things. And when you do see things in your mind's eye, you're like, that's just my imagination. And a big block that almost all of us have is that our imagination is fake because from the time we're little, we're told it's fake, which it's completely not. Okay. It is not fake at all. If you're imagining, imagining, if you're imagining in the energetic space, like if you're truly tuning in, it's going to feel like imagining because you're being shown things that feel imaginary. So um, how do you, as you have kids, mm -hmm. sometimes I have these horrible thoughts that something's going to happen bad to my children. How do you dissect through whether you're just having a thought or if this is really a, what'd you call clear, clear sentence, clear. And I can't uh, say that just if you're having a ping. Yes, um. yes, yes. Um, most of the time, if I have a really horrible thought pop into my head, at the first thought I always have is, okay, this is based on my fear. Because okay. most of the time, you're not going to get pings that are inherently these brutal things that you know are based in your own fear. Okay. 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 All right. Um, good. So if it's rooted in your own fear, that's where you're like, cool, this stuff is in my river. Let's clear this stuff out. Okay. Um, and you can kind of dive into it from there because your guides aren't huge on like showing you images of your kids getting maimed. Like that's not... Okay. That's not the zone. Um, there is, uh, I for a long time had a belief where I needed to be prepared for everything, which would oftentimes keep me stuck in this very deep cycle of anxiety because I would imagine like the 75 worst possible case scenario that could happen. Yeah. And I would notice my guides would make sure to not let me see the one thing that did happen. So like my guides would like, I'd be like, oh my gosh, this could be happening and this could happen wrong and this could happen right. You know, I could imagine all the outcomes that could possibly happen in a situation and no matter what I wouldn't actually imagine the right one Oops. okay I feel like that all the time if I worry about something literally the thing that happens is not at all what I worry about so now I've just decided look you can't control what's going to happen here you mm -hmm. literally are not going to guess the thing that it's going to happen mm -hmm. so I have that too so then you can start to be like, oh, okay. So I know it's going to be none of these things because yeah. they've, they've proven it to me over and over and over. So these things that are coming up 
that's saying something about me and the way I'm processing energetic info. So like, what am I thinking and feeling when I'm feeling these things? What am I trying to prepare for actually? What am I truly scared of? And the goal is never to get rid of any fear or any one emotion because fear is still essential. Like if there's a tiger in the room, that's going to eat your face, you want to be scared, (laughs) but like, you don't need to be afraid that um, no matter what choice you make, it's going to cause some pain to the person next to you. You don't need to be afraid that you can't predict someone's emotional reaction and therefore they're going to hate you. Like those things don't need to have fear. And that's the fear that we're trying to heal. Okay. Okay. One of the big things right now that's going on in my life is I feel like when you were talking about the river, I was really getting a lot of like feelings about that um, Mm -hmm. symbolism because I feel like I've unclogged the river in my life Mm -hmm. and it's running so fast, Emily, that I can't deal with all the water and it's happy water. Like it's all good stuff, but I'm physically getting taken under a little bit by the amount of it. And so that is one of the things where I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Does that mean I need to slow down the water or I just need to embrace the water a little bit more? How do we know? So good question. Um, what I would say for you, just specifically in your situation, tuning into your guides and stuff, mm-hmm. um, it's a lesson about boundaries that's coming up for you because you haven't had to set boundaries where positive things are concerned before. Oh, that is a really good one. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I actually have known that for a couple of weeks. I got on the phone with somebody and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to tell her, no, I can't do a project. I got on the phone with her and I really liked her. Just like I I'm having a conversation with you. I was like, I feel like you're my people. I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I even told her, I said, I was prepared to tell, you no, and I really like you and I'm going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's where now it's also, um, because your life is evolving, this is directly from your guys, because your life is evolving at a rapid rate. Um, you're readjusting who you actually are in relation to the manifestations that are actually coming to you. So you've manifested so much of this stuff. Now who you are has to catch up with the things you've called in. And that's part of the reason why it feels a little bit overwhelming is because you're understanding that you have far more capacity than you ever imagined that you would. So how do I get there? Do I just keep following this process and keep working on boundaries? Cause I, I am working on that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm doing a great job, but I am so working on it. Boundaries is huge. That's the big lesson from a lot of this, according to okay. your guides. The second thing that I would really tune into is what actually feels the most fun for you to do. Because if there's things that are weighing down your energy that are causing most of this overwhelm, that means those things are not in alignment. And those are the first things that you should probably cut. Okay. Ooh, good one. Okay. Good one. Emily, you're so good. I know. When you were married and you were like not in a happy place, what kind of work did you do? Um, I've done so many different jobs. Um, So when I was with my abusive ex, I actually sold cars. Okay. Um, New cars, like brand new cars from mm -hmm, a lot. mm -hmm. I sold, I sold Nissan and Subaru. Um, and then after that, I actually ended up working on a, um, horseback riding kind of dude ranch. So I was a horseback tour guide up here in Tahoe oh, um, fun. and talk about reclaiming your power. There's nothing that makes you reclaim your power faster than throwing you into a, you know, herd of 65 horses and telling you to find the right one. Like you get there. Yeah. Um, so that was really awesome. Um, and then before I really started doing this full time, uh, I was an HR manager. Oh, wow. Okay. So back to the cars, could you tell if somebody was going to buy a car, if they were interested, like how did your, your empathy and your gifts come into Um, it was actually horrendous because the environment was so terrible. Um, I couldn't get pings on anyone or anything because the actual management, the people that it was just so toxic, like constantly that it was like walking into a burning building every day. And that's the feeling I would get all the time. Okay. 
So it, it was like, not only was I already in that horrible space where I really couldn't tune into psychic thing anyway, but yeah. only th the only thing that was greeting me was more horrible <laughs> space. So it was just like suffocation. Now you said like after you left the abusive relationship and everything, then you tried to call out to get your, your things back and they mm -hmm. weren't coming. Like, so what happened, what changed for you? How did that start to unfold for you? Well, I called out and I was like, yeah, they're going to come back and I'm so ready, like bring it on. And then nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened because my river was so jammed up with all of the stuff okay. I had just gone through. Okay. And so basically it was a deeper level of understanding of, first of all, I really need to understand the things that I actually need to heal and release. I can't just take this shortcut of now all the magic's back. And cause then I'm going to bypass all this stuff and spiritual bypassing is a thing. A lot of people use spirituality a lot of the time to avoid healing and looking at things because it's easier to play with tarot cards than it is to actually look at your own healing sometimes. So that is a thing. And I didn't want to do that necessarily, but it was okay. So I can't just look at all this fun psychic stuff and have it work. I actually, have to do healing stuff and Practices. that was that was the game changer of course it can be really fun though and that was the other thing that that was the real trigger for me is like let's make it easy let's make it fun um and then I developed my own systems to make it easy and fun through a lot of trial and error um one of my book uh I have it right here you guys can see it my damsel no more book this one mm -hmm. um is all I about the process that I did where I took healing from abuse trauma and turned it into a role-playing game like D&D Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, what's the process I describe in this book, because that's another like system that I made that worked for myself to make something fun. And so making it fun was really just like the key to releasing all of it. Well, and what you do on your TikTok, which is why I like you is, or like following you. Cause I feel like you take these little bite sized chunks and you say, okay, today it's going to be on, um, well, it, many different topics, but one of the ones that I listened to last was the one where you were talking about. I want to say it, you said cutting the cord, Leslie, but it was something like people in your life that you don't want to be connected to. And I thought you said you had to actually go in and physically disconnect from them was something like that. Okay. I'm probably not getting it verbatim like because, I'm, but okay. it was, you're, you're questioning me because it was something like, I, I didn't, I don't, do I just like be calm and imagine myself going to them and saying, Hey, you're, I think it was an ex. I want to say it was you, you were talking about an ex-boyfriend or something, but you had to like, no, or maybe I was thinking, <laughs> I think it was me that was thinking the ex-boyfriend. Uh -huh. <laughs> no. Um, um, well, when it comes to cord cutting, since it seems like something that's coming up and I feel like we should like authentically hold space for anything okay. that comes up, um, because there's obviously a reason that it is. So hopefully this yeah, helps yeah. the listeners too. Yeah. cord cutting is less about you going into the other person's energy and more about disconnecting their energy from yours. So as opposed to, I need to go to their energy and I need to convince them to release the cord or any of that. That's not what it is. It's I'm done with this connection. You can no longer siphon off of me and I'm going to take my energy and slice this cord that is holding you to me and basically shield myself from it going forward. Now it's a very advanced form of energy healing work. So yeah, like yeah. I can, it's harder for me to be like, I can give you a visualization to do that with when you don't have a lot of other prep stuff kind of that you are familiar with going forward. But at the core of it, that's what cord cutting is because it's basically humans energetically, we're all sponges. We're just like SpongeBob yeah. walking around, soaking up everybody else's stuff like constantly. 
And no matter what, that's what we're supposed to do because it's a survival instinct inside of our energy because that allows us to communicate with people on an energetic level. They've actually done a lot of scientific studies where um, cells communicate with one another using energy. Um, so if you heal something in your cells, it can actually communicate to someone else who's having trouble in their cells and heal their cells just over energy waves. So like- Wait, on can you say that again? Say that again, sorry. Yeah. Say that no one more time. Yeah, no worries. So they've actually, so when I'm saying like our energies speak to each other, of course, okay. I'm talking metaphysically, energetically, but they've done a lot of scientific studies where they've proven that our cells actually communicate energetically to one another. So um, based on electromagnetic fields and all sorts of crazy other quantum things. Um, okay. But basically if you've healed something in your cells, you know, open something up in our, your DNA healed through something, then the cells of another person can actually pick up on that and your cells can heal their cells over the energy waves. So it's pretty crazy. Wow. So is that like a person that you just run into at the grocery store? Yep. Is it like a person in your life? All of them. That's close to you. Yep. Whoa. So our energy fields are constantly working and talking with each other, which is oftentimes why, why whenever people tell you to clear your energy, it's because you have other people's stuff in your field. We all do all yes. the time. Yes. So and what not always positive things too, right? No, it's not always positive things. Like um, if somebody does something, they cut you off in traffic and it pisses you off. And then you may honk at somebody next or be crabby at work or something like that. Is that kind of the gist of this or is the, no, this is a bigger, like the cells of your body are healing. Like, um, kind of it's some of that, some of that of like, just the, Oh, you absorb some person's negative energy. If people around you have, are having very dense emotional experiences, oftentimes you'll leave that situation and you feel extra down or you feel yeah. extra tired. Um, or a lot of times when people are, I get this all the time, people will be like, I have so much anxiety and I don't know why. And I go, cool. When you get anxious, do you clear your energy? Because if you're not clearing your energy, chances are you're reacting to anxiety that doesn't even belong to you. And I've listened to you talk about clearing your energy, but can you say it again? Oh, I, I have trouble doing what I hear. Totally. So let, you, you talk about that. So clearing your energy and just to touch on the cord cutting piece, essentially cords are an evolution of an energetic attachment. So it's not like you just took something in. It's that someone else has sent you so much dense energy and you sent them back so much dense energy. It created an energetic bond that even though that person might not be physically near you anymore, or even that you haven't talked to them in 10 years, you might still have that energetic bond because of the dense energy that created it. So just to finish up on the cord cutting thing, cutting that off is literally being like, I'm done with absorbing your energy and you're done absorbing mine. I'm severing that bond. Do you think if you have that kinetic energy that, or I don't know if it's kinetic, that they have it too? Is it a two-way street or could you just be attached to them and they have no friggin' clue why you're even still thinking about it? Uh, cords are typically two-way streets because it's an energetic connection. So it's a back and forth type of situation. Now they might not have any idea, but that doesn't mean that the cord's not there. Okay. Okay. Um, most of the time they probably don't have any idea. Most of the time we don't even have an idea about our cords until we really tune into it. And it's like, oh my gosh, that one coworker from that many years ago who had that one traumatic experience, I gave them that much energy. I made a cord, like what? Let's get rid of that. You know, like whatever it is. Um, it reminds yeah, so, me of cleaning out my storage on my Apple. Totally. <laughs> Managing yeah. my storage. Totally. And so, so cords are like an ex advanced version, essentially, of this kind of energy absorption that we all do. So to clear your energy, and I clear my energy, I don't know, 30 times a day, probably more, like just constantly. Um, because if I have a really dense conversation with my husband, I definitely absorbed what he was feeling. So I'm going to clear that out. If I go to the grocery store, every single person I came in contact with, some of their energy is going to rub up off on me, depending upon, even if I go for like a hike, the energy of the land, I'm going to soak up. So like, I don't necessarily want any of the trauma the land may have held at some given point. So I'm going to clear that out. Like 
all the time. If I'm ever having a dense emotional reaction to anything, my first gut instinct is clear your energy. And I'm not even kidding you. 50% of the time, the feeling goes away. Okay. So wow. tell us how to do that. Yeah. So super simple. Okay. Um, it's really, really easy. There's also, if you want to go deeper with this, there's about 30 million meditations online to do this sort of thing. Um, but my technique is super simple. It base, it's based on the principle that our energy fields are our own. So nothing can exist in your energy field without your permission. So you t giving your energy field a command, the things within it need to respond to said command because they are existing in your energy space. So you start off by doing an energy clearing by making a command either out loud or in your head. It doesn't have to be out loud. If you're in the grocery store, that could be a little funky. So do it in your head. That's fine. Um, but you say any thoughts, feelings, energies, or emotions that do not belong to me must leave my space now. Just thoughts, say it. Thoughts, emotions, Feelings, and, feelings energy. and energy. Mm -hmm. okay. And then once you say that, first of all, you're already going to feel it leaving because you've said it. You'll be like, Ooh, okay, stuff is already going. And then just to kind of get a little like oomph to it, you just um, want to imagine or visualize. Um, whenever I say visualize, I mean, sense, hear, feel, see, or know, because people are like, I can't see it. That's totally fine. You can sense it. You can feel it. You can hear it. Like any of those things. It doesn't have to just be seeing and so yeah, when I say yeah. visualize, you can just do any of those too. Um, visualize either a waterfall of light or a waterfall of water, whatever it comes to you first as, just quickly washing through you and into the dirt. Oh, I like that. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> Very simple. That's awesome. I have, I have that feeling in my body right now. Uh -huh. I usually do it through like a yawn or a deep breath, but I like the visual of the waterfall because it, it encompasses like washing your whole thing. I, yeah. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. hmm. yeah. like this, this is why I love your little TikToks because yeah. they're so simple and quick and easy and you don't make them this big confusing thing. You're just little snippets every day of, hey, here's you make your the spirit world not scary. Like I think a yeah. lot of people have that fear it, or it's just um, they think we're all witches or, you know, I think you just make it seem so natural, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's one great thing about all the social media stuff. It's made those things not so scary anymore. Yeah. And how about your kiddos? Do they have any talents in this department that we know of yet? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, everybody does. So there's not okay. a single person on this planet that doesn't have these psychic abilities. Um, Are they in tune with them? I should say. They're, they're pretty in tune with them. So I have three okay. kids. They're nine, 10 and 11. Okay. Um, and yeah, they're <laughs> Um, and all of them are very in tune. Um, okay. my youngest daughter has, um, ADHD. So she has a lot of like energy everywhere things, but she's very connected to like nature. She's very, she has a very inventive mind. So she can imagine and sense and pick up and channel these like crazy things. Mm -hmm. Um, she's an incredibly old soul. She can tell you every fact that ever happened to the, the continent of Atlantis. Like she's got you. Um, wow. and then my, my middle son, he actually has cerebral palsy and, um, ADHD as well. And he's very emotionally like empath empathic like on such an extreme level um yeah. so that comes up very strongly with him which is both a battle and also a gift so we're really diving into that kind of space um and then my eldest daughter is like she astral travels in her sleep like she'll be like i had this dream where i went to this thing and i'm like yeah i can validate like i've astral traveled there in daytime like you know and like that sort of thing she's very very um in tuned and connected and and you know she has they all have their own set of like oracle cards that they can use and they're all like they have pendulums like they have all the stuff to to kind of get clarity on that too so 
Okay. You just talked, you just jumped to two big thing, astral traveling. We've mm-hmm. talked about that a little bit before, but I think I would love to hear from your perspective. Can you explain it a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pendulum, which Leslie bought me one. I need to practice it probably more. Um, but t- let's talk about the astral travel. Okay. I'm so excited that you have a pendulum because all of your validation fears, like all your doubts are just totally going to go away because the pendulum works and out. You know, so I'm so we, excited for that. We had a group of kids that we, we were all very close. There was three families of us and I bought all of them pendulums for Christmas, like really simple ones that I got from when I did hypnotherapy school. And which we, we went over it, like how you can like look at different parts of the body and figure out which where's, where's the injury at to like just ample, asking simple questions. So like, I played with all of that stuff with them and everybody was accepting of it. Even their parents, they, we were all in it together. So, um, yeah, but do you think they went away and were like, oh, she's a loony too. Oh yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So astral travel, um, it's kind of hard to give like a brief description because there's a lot of like deep energetic stuff that kind of goes into it at the core of it. We all have a light body. That's basically essentially our soul that's existing within this physical vessel. Like if we're touching it there, is it our whole soul? No. Um, our higher self has our whole soul. This is, we're a fragment of our higher self. That's kind of how we're existing. Um, and that's why people, whenever they ask like, can we have multiple lifetimes at the same time? Totally. You're just a fragment of a soul right now. So of course you can have a different lifetime too, because there's more fragments than just you. Um, and that all goes into your higher self anyway. So you have this light. That's a little bit up here. I I know. I'm I'm trying to absorb it. I'm but, trying to absorb that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to say it in really simple, like <laughs> make it as concrete as possible, but you asked about like a way yes. spiritual thing. So I'm like, all right, let's explain the layered cake of the universe in <laughs> 10 sentences or less. Um, I love that. Um, so when you astral travel, people call it going to the astral plane. Um, essentially it's just like the energetic plane that's directly above ourselves. So it's a little bit higher vibration than this one. So we can't okay. necessarily see it with our physical eyes, but we can feel it with our energy. It's just a higher vibe space um, that exists essentially just like stacked on top of our current reality so you get to when you astral project you get to go into that essentially plane and then you can travel energetically it's your energy body you're always corded to yourself you're never going to get disconnected and I always want to say that and I don't recommend astral traveling unless you know how to and you're protected and shielded and all that stuff just because you're going into just a different energetic space and so you want to be really ready um but then you can go to other planets, other planes of existences, other timelines, different parts of our current world. Can you go back and forth between lives? So mm-hmm. can you, you can go back lives, but then you can also go forward lives, right? Mm-hmm. Time is linear. Time is only a human constraint. You said that before yeah. <laughs> on your things. I remember that. And I was like, whoosh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you know when it's astral travel? I'm saying that right, right? astral Mm -hmm. traveling versus a dream um it feels very different (laughs) so in dreams you can get a lot of intuitive messages and stuff in dreams still like that that is still very open and I mean I've had dreams where I've seen past lives and I've had dreams where I've done energetic work and gotten all of my ideas for my books like all of it comes in dreams um so that's still a thing you can do, but astral travel in your dreams will feel like you are war- walking through a reality. You, have, you can control things. You know that you're astral traveling during a dream at the core of it. You're like, Hey, I was there. Like, it's not like I, like I felt, felt real. I, I knew it was real. Like I was there. Things were happening. Like I was 
actually there. I don't know um, that I've ever felt that. You can control that part. Like you can control what you're doing in that dream. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's a little bit different than lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is letting whatever dreams happen within. You're just awake within them. So no matter what, even if you're having a dream that you're inside the internet, like you're awake and you can still control and do things. And but you're like, astral- oh, I'm dreaming. Right. I've had that before. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Where astral travel, you're like, oh no, I went to a place. Like I'm, I'm there. Like I controlled where I went. Basically, you know, like I got prompted to go here. I went here. I did stuff here. I knew what my goal was here. I accomplished it or didn't accomplish it or stuff happened. And then I chose to come back to wake up. So I don't think that's ever happened to me. It's a very intense spiritual thing. So I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Um, Okay. That's like some very dense. Some people um, are really, really attuned with it. Okay. And they actually struggle with sleep a lot of times because they're like, I just do all this work while I sleep and I don't get no sleep. Um, so it, it's really just dependent. I don't like to astral travel in my dreams. I'd rather do it consciously where I'm choosing to go astral travel to somewhere, but I've done classes and stuff on that and like worked with it a lot on my own and that sort of thing. Now, like, Did you see that? Movie. It was just like a, it wasn't like a real movie. Like a, wasn't based on a true story, but can you only go to places that you've been before? No, no. Okay. In this movie, you had to go, like she had to go visit this person's apartment so that she could go there later. But that's oh. not true. Yeah. No, 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 no. I've traveled like, yeah, I've astral traveled to all sorts of different locations that I'm like, so, I don't think I've ever been here. Even my higher self, I'm not sure if I've ever been here before. So okay. you do it during the day. You say, okay, I want to astral travel right now to somewhere. It's like a form of meditation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Leslie, you need to practice that. I mean, I would, I would start with the tuning in and connecting with your spirit oh, okay. guides, getting messages about your past life thing. And then you can go to the astral travel. Level. <laughs> if it intrigues you, if it feels fun, absolutely dive into it, but you want it to make sure it feels fun and not scary and not overwhelming. Like it has to feel fun to be in alignment. And it doesn't scare your daughter. Um, well, like I said, in the dreams, she just wakes up. She's like, this crazy thing happened to me, you know? And okay. it's just, it is what it is. And also we've been really open and talked about this sort of stuff since they were born. Okay. Yeah. You know? So. What does your husband think about all of this? Oh, he's just as spiritual as I am. Okay. Yeah. 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 My husband is an amazing human being and I am Aww. so freaking thankful for him. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Before we go, go um, um, pendulum question. Yeah. I was going to oh, say, yeah. we have to talk well, pendulum. I want to know what my gifts are. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. I got it. So with your pendulums, um, pendulums, you, there's, I mean, as uh, Leslie will say, there's like a million ways to use a pendulum. There's so many different ways to do it. But my favorite way is to get validation. So especially for those of you who really struggle with doubt, or you don't know if you're picking up on any intuitive pings, anything like that, you can ask questions of your guides. You can also ask questions of yourself to get validation. So I always recommend calibrating your pendulum first, um, wear it on your person for a day, get it attuned with your energy, just let it be near you. Um, And then you want to set for it what it would need to move like in order to give you a yes, what it would need to move like in order to give you a no. So my yes is always moving, swinging it forward and back. My no is always side to side. Sometimes people do it clockwise versus counterclockwise spinning. Totally up to you, whatever feels nice. Um, which is most of the, what I teach is, hey, whatever feels nice to you, do that. <laughs> like at the core of it. Um, so what you want to first do with your pendulum is let it like do the swinging, swing it back and forth and say the word yes. Swing it side to side and say the word no or do the spinning and then test it. So be like, my name is Emily and make sure that it starts to swing forward and back. And then be like, you know, like I am a pickle and like, make sure it starts to swing (laughs) side to side um, to like with those statements. Now, if you want to get validation for yourself, you know, like, you know, I, 
intuitively just had a ping or I, that thing I thought about my past life is correct. Let it swing. Yes. Let it swing. No. Always rephrase it though. If it's starting to, if you're like getting no's and you're like, that's weird. I feel like that's really a yes. It's probably something to do with your phrasing. Okay. Um, the other caveat with that, just to warn everybody, the word not has no energetic signature. So whenever you use the word not, not only does your brain and energy not hear it, <laughs> um, but pendulums can't understand it. So if you like, if you're like testing for a limiting belief, you might hold and you use the word, I'm not enough. Your pendulum's uh, testing for I am enough because there's no energetic signature over the word not. Oh, okay. So don't use the word not. Always rephrase around it. Yeah. Okay. We had somebody on that said something about the way you hold it. There's a right and a wrong way. Wasn't she saying that? Some people have it too long, Leslie. Is, do you have a length, Emily? Um, no, I, whatever feels nice to me. Like truly, okay. that's the kind of core of it. If it feels lovely to you, then it's going to be aligned with your energy. Well, um, remember, Melissa, we were in the salon. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe hold her closer to the table. Like, yeah. I know, maybe it needs to be longer. I think we were, because nothing was happening with her. It was just barely. So I was like, it was barely. It was just like a little baby. Okay. But maybe you just need to hold it, keep it on you a little bit longer. And let your, uh, the other it. thing, and this is weird and it shouldn't yeah. impact it, but it totally does. If you're dehydrated, it's not going to work. Oh, oh, wow. Can um, it also like, you know, you saying things out loud to it, but can it go through your thoughts? Yeah. yeah. That was a question we had. Yeah. yeah, it can. Absolutely. Like if I want it to be true, am I making it true with a yes? Well, so you're, it's, it's, that's based on phrasing. Okay. So make sure you have intention and phrasing behind everything you do. Okay. Um, I try to just kind of blank myself out when I'm asking my pendulum questions. Okay. I'm like, oh, I'm detached from the answer. Whatever it is, it's going to be, and I'm going to deal with it. So who cares? How often do you use your pendulum? Um, well, right now my pendulums took itself on an extended vacation. So um, she needs Jeanette. Leslie. It's around <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. I was kind of like, okay, that means I don't need it for a while. Like I'll just, okay. until it comes back, I'll, I'll figure it out. Like it's fine. Um, I use my pendulum fairly often. I usually use my pendulum more often um, when I am working on doing like uh, card readings for myself or anything like that. Then I'll pull out my pendulum too and just kind of work in that space. I use muscle testing, which is basically like using your body as a pendulum more than I use anything else. Okay. Explain that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the same concept as a pendulum, you're just using your body as it. So there's a couple of different ways to do this. I'll do, just teach you one really, really quick, but essentially muscle testing is, um, your physical body knows truths that your human brain is blocking out. Knows truths okay. that your human brain doesn't understand, understands energy in a way your human brain can't. So when you want a muscle test, you want to just kind of stand up straight. I'm going to use, I know you guys, listeners can't really see my hand, but you guys can see my hands. So here we go. So you just kind of stand up straight. And then you calibrate it just like the pendulum. So say the word yes and let your body just fall forward and then straighten yourself back out. And then say the word no and let your body just fall back and straighten yourself back out. And then test it. You know, my name is Emily. Let yourself fall forward. Like, you know, I am a pickle. Let yourself fall back. <laughs> um, and then you can ask questions. And that's really, really good. It's less good for communicating with your guides necessarily, but it's more about understanding yourself and truths that you hold and things like if you feel like you've healed something, testing to see if you've healed it. You know, is eating a salad in my highest and best today? Let yourself fall forward or fall back. You know, is should I enjoy this hamburger right now as opposed to this, you know, like you let yourself, yes, no, um, that sort of thing. I do it for anything that's, is, is it in my highest and best muscle test um, to see if it is in my highest and best. And that comes down to sometimes I'm like, I'm really dreading to go to the store. 
is it in my highest and best to go to the store right now? And if it says yes, I'm like, all right, fine, let's do it. If it says no, I'm like, cool. That was valid dread. I don't want to go. Mine's always going to say no. <laughs> you don't know that because it's knowing on a higher level. So the cool thing is, is it ignores your emotions. Yeah. Your emotions have no bearing. Okay. It's, it's the, the core truth of it. Yeah. So that's what I do more often than pendulum. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. That is. I'll have to work on that one. Yeah. I Same thing with dehydrated. If you're dehydrated, it won't work and don't okay, use the okay. word not. Okay. I don't, okay. I definitely don't drink enough water. <laughs> Water is super important. So water, there's a ton of quantum stuff I won't say about water, but water is a very, very important thing. We actually did a whole podcast episode with a water expert because okay. there's so much to it. But if did you, you watch, did huh? you watch the Zach, Zach Efron um, documentary? I didn't actually. Um, I've had it recommended to me like twice though. So yeah, there's one on water and he goes to a water expert. I think it's a water bar like restaurant in LA mm. and, and he, this, in fact, I, was just talking about this this weekend because he basically says, yeah, if you're drinking purified water, there's no re- re- real reason to even be drinking it. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. The same thing with reclaimed water. It's really bad for you. Yeah. Um, and any water in a bottle is most likely dead water and you need to like relive in that water. Like it's like a whole thing energetically. Yeah. Um, water also doesn't like metal. So if it's in metal, you want to swirl it around to like make it wake up. It's better to drink your water out of glass. Like it's a whole there's, it's a whole field of study. That's just mind blowing. Um, but yeah, if you want to get better with your psychic gifts, drink more water. I don't like okay. drinking water out of metal. Crap. That's very it interesting. Was this nice little Yeti thing I got for well, this. Okay. That's I'm the deal. My water. Okay. It's right here. And my, I still but, always drink out of water. But let me point out, I'm okay with it if the liquid is in there, but then I drink it out of a straw. Okay. Yeah. But it's for just, some reason. water, Melissa. If you spiral it, that first, was it re-enlivens it and gives you actual oh, benefits. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good to Whoa. know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Leslie, she wants to know her limiting beliefs. Is that, was that it? No, that was, she wants to know her. I have, yes. so many, I have so many limiting beliefs. No, you wanted to know how you can, what was I want to know eight? what my, um, your clears are. So I know how yes. to unjam my, my river. Yeah. Um, so you're really, really strong clairvoyance. You can visualize things very well. You can see energetic images of things. You can probably have, when you were a kid, I would be willing to bet you were able to see things like ghosts, spirits, energy orbs, that sort of thing. Kind of. Oh, I want that back. Eye. Yeah. See, you could do it. Um, it can come back totally. You just got to clear out your river. Um, it totally is possible. And it always is a gradual thing. Okay, I'm going to pay always- you to clean out my river. So, I mean, I can do some of the river cleaning. Some of it, you got to learn how to do it on your own. Okay. Because it's not like, it's never done. It's not like all of a sudden you're like, yay, all of my limiting beliefs, trauma and energy blocks are miraculously disappeared. Like you always have more stuff come up, but that's fun. That's good. That means you're gradually developing at the rate you're supposed to be gradually developing. It's fantastic. Um, So that's a a huge one though. Clairvoyance is big for you. Um, With that too, uh, like the way that your guide sent you the numbers, you'll see visual signs of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's, it can be really helpful, especially if you're trying to tune into and channel your guides. I was actually making a TikTok on this today um, to assign them an image that you view them as, you know, if you're just like, I think you look like an angel. So just picture like a generic angel. Okay. And then you'll notice over time, your guides will change the way that that image looks. And there's no reason for you logically to change that image. That's what you're visualizing. So it's a form of validation that you're actually communicating, getting messages from them because they're changing the way they, your angel looks or whatever your guide looks like. Um, so that's a big one. 
for you is the clairvoyance piece. Um, you also have some clairaudience, but most of the time you discredit it because it sounds like it's coming in your own voice in the back of your mind. Mm. Um, it literally feels like it comes in the back of your mind. It'll come lower down um, and it comes in your voice, but it always talks in a different cadence because you're communicating with guides, you're communicating with energies, spirits, whatever. So even though it sounds like your voice, because that's what our human brain is going to be comfortable with hearing, it'll be like all of a sudden you get, you know, talk down to yourself really sarcastically about something and you're like I would not say that to me like where is that coming from and or that's would she right. but you know <laughs> very sarcastic whatever it is though you know like a way in a way you probably wouldn't say it a different cadence all of a sudden it's really slow that you're talking to yourself or something in that zone okay. um and that's that's really strong for you as well awesome mm-hmm. I see that's that interesting because I can't hear very well in one ear so I never thought like one of my strong suits would be something that hearing, but it's all internal. Mm -hmm. Okay. But Leslie, you've told me things before that were going to happen and they have, have happened. And when you told me them, you go, okay, so this is what I thought about you. Um, these are the things. And then you go at the end, she will always say, but I don't know. I could have been making it up. Like literally we'll say all those things. And then you're like, yeah. Well, I have to put that in just in case <laughs> I just made it all up, right? Like just in case I'm wrong, I don't know, you know, but actually when she was saying, like you were saying your river's going through, like, remember when I said you were going to have an assistant of some sort? Yes. I was like, when she was, when you were explaining that, I'm like, maybe this is the time that this person's coming to you. Who's going to be your helper. Boundaries. Yeah. Emily we've taken so much of your time but I do want to finish up by I want you to tell people about your what books you've written so that if they want to read more they can how to get in touch with you if they want a reading how to find you on social media give us the lowdown of all that absolutely so the book I'm promoting right now is Damsel No More it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble Target audiobook too um, it's not audiobook yet. Okay. It is me. It's me narrating the audiobook, um, okay. but it's it's not out just yet. Um, okay. But yeah, there's that, and that's my D and D approach to healing trauma. So storylines work really well for you. That'll help a lot, um, and it's super fun as a game. Um, the best place if you want to go more in depth with some of these topics I've been talking about, of course, you can follow my TikTok. Those are like really quick little snippets. My handle is at Liker of Words, um, but I also run a metaphysical comedy podcast. Um, it's called Perceptionist Anonymous. Um, it's me and a co-host and we have, we cover, we cover so many different things. Um, just this past week, we had Freddie Silva on. He is, uh, the world's leading researcher in how temples affect human consciousness. So he's, he was great. Like we've had tons of different cool guests on there. We've done episodes on, I mean, we've even had like Will Ferrell's psychic on there and like all these like random crazy people. Um, and then we do episodes on, you know, every type of different topics, whether it was like Atlantis or, um, this past week we did the energy of topography and like just tons of different things. Um, so that's that. If you want to go really deep, that's the best way to go with me. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at Liker of Words as well. Um, and Twitter, if you want to go there, which is just basically all writing stuff. And then if you want to book a reading with me, I can't see your phone. (laughs) I know I'm trying to like, is this the right one? How do I do that? You can't say anything. It looks all black. Yeah. Energetically right now, I'm telling you it's the right one. I can feel it. It looks like a bunch of cards. Yep. That's mine. And out. Okay. See, there we go. Plus we have all the email addresses here uh the website app yeah Yeah. we have the links here yeah and if you want to book a reading with me i will warn you in advance i am currently booked up till about august so you do have to book kind of far out um 
And where and do we go to book that? Leslie needs help unlogging her river you before know, August. I'm in no hurry. I waited my entire <laughs> life. That's true. That's true. I'm good. Yeah, it's dam it's damselnomore.com. So the same name okay. as my book. Um okay. but dot com. Um and on there you can then. book a reading. So um, as a side note, uh Miss mm -hmm. Emily, um, how do you set boundaries for yourself when you have so many things that you are doing, so many eggs in your basket? How do you since you're out till August, that must mean that you set certain dates of the week that you're gonna do those readings. Yeah. How do you set those boundaries for yourself? What is the most fun for me? Okay. That's literally my mantra of everything. Um, I know I love writing books. So I have certain blocks of time that is the most fun for me to be writing in. And I will write during those time periods. Um, with my courses that I, you know, my coaching programs and stuff like that, like those are set very specifically um, for, I feel really aligned working before this time on these days of the week. So if we're doing a call, it needs to be before this time on these days of the week. Cause that's when I feel really good doing it. Um, I, one-on-one, uh, one-on-one -on -one psychically coach people. Yeah. I can only take on two of those clients at a time. Absolute max. Usually I only keep it to one. Um, because that gives you full texting access to me. And then also we have, you know, once to twice weekly calls, depending upon what they need. Um, and that's like psychic coaching, like hard style, like let's clear your river. Let's make sure you're practicing these things like massive expansion. So for them that I really hold that too, also to what feels aligned with me, what feels like most fun today. I'm not available to do a call that doesn't feel good, but we can do a call tomorrow at this time. If that feels good with you, like that kind of thing. Um, so how so, do yeah. you determine how long it's going to take? Because like I have projects, that's kind of what I do too, but I don't always know how long that project is going to take to get finished. So how do you do that with a client? So with a client, well, it's a little bit different from a client versus a project. That being said, I do hold myself, and this is probably not what I would recommend for a lot of other people, but for me personally, I hold myself to ridiculous standards and deadlines. And I always have, uh, that's how I work. Um, I, I stay up till eh, one, 2am every day, like on par and then wake up about like eight, eight thirty, something like that. Um, which is just really normal for me. But as far as like one-on-one -on -one calls or any calls with clients, those are an hour. They're not going more. If you have other questions, that's what you can text me for. That's what you can post in the group for, but yeah. you, if it's not done within this hour, then it's not meant to be done within this hour. Yeah. Um, and I, I do put everything in the energy's hands, like at the core of it, I'm like, listen, this is the time that I'm holding for myself. Um, and if for some reason you didn't get to speak or you didn't get let in, cause I do group, you know, stuff too. And like, if that didn't work, then it wasn't the right time for you to have that. So you can just ask in the group and that's where it's going to be more aligned for you to get receive your answer. Ooh, I like, that. I love that. Mm -hmm. I can yeah. tell Leslie's like on the website right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember my PayPal, uh, I like <laughs> password. <laughs> Cause I'm like, well, I can't help you there. I can tell you that my podcast is what you're looking at. But your password <laughs> is a little out of the room. I'm very ADD. So I, 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 if I don't do it right now, I probably won't remember. Yeah. yeah. Like literally we'll be on with somebody and she's like ordering their book before they, we've even like stopped talking about the book. She's just like so funny about that. She has if to I do don't, it right I now. just feel like it's not going to go, I won't remember to do it if I And don't. I have to write things down or it's not going to happen. So I feel I, like that's very self-aware of both of you. Yeah. Like that's like you. how your energy works versus yep. how your energy works. Like for me, I would, I don't like to start my work day before 10 a.m. I won't. I pretty Good much refuse you. to. I well, kind of would like that too. Then set your time that way. Yeah. 
you you get to hold the space for yourself because I mean that's why I left corporate HR, right? I'm like, I'm gonna do it myself now. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately early. As you were saying, I do work, you know, sometimes till almost midnight. And I don't necessarily want to, I just feel like my, uh, workload is so heavy right now that, um, you know, I need to, but I don't want to get up at the crack of dawn to do it. I'm not a 5.00 AM or, you know, under any circumstances, I don't care what time I go to bed, like under Mm -hmm. no circumstances, do I want to be up at (laughs) 5.00 AM? No, unless I'm traveling somewhere fun. Yes. Not in. Thank you. Uh Thank Um, you. And with working late at night, I save my most fun things for late at night. So if it's my writing my book time, or if it's my meditating time, whatever it is, because that's, I know what's going to be most fun for me. That's when I save it for. I do too. I try to do that, but then I get really tired after being up with the kids and stuff. Like I try to save my time for when they're going to bed Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I just can't stay awake any longer. (laughs) Well, then that's obviously not where you should be putting (laughs) for your energy. It doesn't feel fun. That's she, right. Like, and I she, love that about you. And I love like what was on your homepage, right? When I, you're magical as fuck. Yeah. I love yeah. that. <laughs> That's my kind of mantra with everything. I love it. Well, Emily, thank you so much for being on with us and mm-hmm. you're just delightful. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad that you um, shared with us today, all those wonderful things. And Leslie, do you have any last um, minute things? I'm sure I'm going to have a million questions after we get off the phone here. But um, I do appreciate you taking your time today. I know that you're super busy after looking yes. at the schedule here. And in a few minutes when I reset my password, <laughs> um, I will definitely be booking for August 2nd. And I look forward to that. I'm so excited. It'll be really fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get your book and all kinds of things now. So you give me something to look forward to. And I love that it doesn't sound like to make fun, make have fun with it. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be hard work and yeah. And I really, really, really want to see Ghost and Spirits. And you say I can do that later? Mm-hmm. Okay. Totally. Melissa knows how badly. Like, she does. It's or maybe like, I do. Like, I think maybe I overthink it. And that's why I can't. Or maybe I'm just not ready yet. I mean, I recommend like go to a place where, you know, there's probably spirits where you just have an inkling, you know, whether it's an old building or just, you know, your friend's apartment, it doesn't really matter. Like where you, a place where you feel like there's spirits yeah. and sit down, close your eyes and see what you sense hear, feel, see, or know. Okay. And Whatever don't take up. a gaggle of kids with you and some couple moms. This is what she does, Emily. She will take a whole gaggle of her children plus their moms. And she will go to this hotel, this scary hotel that has, you know, spirits. And then she'll be like, why didn't anything show up? She, you need to That's go by part yourself. of the reason why, um, when there's too much energy around you that you're intimately connected to, it often bombards you when it, especially when you're trying to tune in. So you also have to focus to be like, I'm shutting out anything. That's not this spirit, like consciously doing that. Um, uh, but that's kind of your first step is to just like open yourself up. And even if you get a picture of an apple sent to you, like it might have significance. You don't really know. And that's part of it too, is like release the pressure for you to know anything of what's coming to you. It's not yours. You're just yeah. translating it. And okay. just like if you were translating one language to another, you have no emotional connection to how the words come out. It's the yeah. same way. Okay. Mm-hmm. I must go now. I'm going to play with my pendulum. Okay. <laughs> have fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Bye, you guys. Have a good weekend. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.